0: Okay, Eric. So we're we're recording this at 9:30 p.m. on um, on Monday night, in Brizzy time. Big day in basketball, with I think a lot of ramifications for the off season and seasons to come. Uh, you know, Phoenix played LA Western Conference Finals, but let's just park that for, um. for a second. I think we're, <laughs> we're going to start and probably spend a bit of our time on Philly and the Hawks. Ultimately, I mean, the Hawks prevailed in what what was a pretty clunky game in the last quarter, 103 to 96. But mate, I think. All the talk, I think as an Aussie fan, um, Olympics coming up, as a Ben Simmons fan. And you know me, I've been like barracking for this lineup to succeed in Philly now for years. Like, no, man, every year I pick them to win. I'm like, this is the year. They're going to be healthy. They're going to make it. They're going to do it. And, mate, look, it's just hard not to stop at the fact that Ben's performance over the playoffs has been absolutely shocking. And before I really dig into it, I just want to get your general thoughts on this last game and what you thought of Ben's
1: game overall. Look, the, it, it was just bad. Like, the, there's, there's no other way of, of putting it. You know, Trey shot five for 23 tonight mm. and, and they won. And yeah. you, and, and, that, the, and Philly were at home. So you look at it and you just think what's like some, something here is not working. Like something chemistry wise is not working. He, he didn't, he wasn't taking any shots. It's not just this game. Yeah. He's like the against Atlanta in fourth quarters, he's taken three shots in total in 84 minutes of fourth quarter basketball. He's, he's terrified of, of going up there. He's been really sketchy since they hacked him. And I don't think he's. I don't think he's really feeling comfortable out there. I think he's. I think he's really in his head. He is way better than he's played, but now you have to look at it and think: Well, is this the is this the guy to play beside Embiid? It's you know it, it, it's kind of sad. Like you look at the talent. That's that's not debatable, but. Um, He's just had a he's had a bad playoff run.
0: Oh, uh, look! I mean, just the numbers, like you said, number one pick, six eleven, can handle with the best of them. Great vision. He had again double digit assists today, so that's never a knock. Really good defense. I thought on Trey, even the last quarter, he because of his length, he's actually able to reach behind Trey and poke the ball away a couple of times, and and they got a couple of steals and deflection off that. And as you said, Trey Young, five of twenty three, like shocking game he did hit a big three towards the end but you listen to this last three games of this series eight points total in game five six points in game six and five points today last night american time and i think over the in the fourth quarters he's not even taking a shot he doesn't even attempt and i think it sort of all culminated and it's clear that it's in his head what happened in the last few minutes of the game today when he passed up An open dunk two feet away from the basket because Trey Young was there. And in my mind, Eric, and I'm keen on your thoughts, I just thought he didn't want to get hacked, failed hard, Mm. not make the shot, and go to the free throw line and shoot two by Trey Young. I think that's how bad he's in his own head right now. And it was an absolute, absolute shocker for everyone watching that. And if you see Twitter, just even Embiid after the game said he felt it changed. And, you know, he didn't mention Ben by name, but essentially said, when we had the chance to make that shot and and we gave it off. And mate, I don't know how how he
1: comes back to Philly from this. Look, I don't, I don't think he does. Something, something amazing has to happen. I think at best he's got part of the season while they figure out where to trade him. I think that this one went down so badly. I think you've got Embiid who beyond all argument is ready to be the best player on a championship team. So like he, he went out, he averaged almost 31 and 13. Like he, he was, he was excellent against Atlanta. He's ready to go when his his body is always a little bit iffy. You don't have time to wait. I think that's the other part working against Ben is if you look at it and you think, well, am I going to get a decent shooter in two, three years? If he really worked at it, they don't have that time. So Mm. the, you know, It's, I I don't want to get, you know, and I think the the Twitterverse is going to do this. They're going to immediately be saying he's trash, trade him, do do kind of everything. But the reality is he was an all-star earlier this year and there was no argument about whether he deserved to be there, Mm. but he did throw up a complete choke job in the, in the playoffs. So the, the question is, you know, how do you get good value for him? Do you try and move him immediately? I mean, the only place who might buy him is OKC, if they've got some picks to to chuck there. It seems like if you've got a terrible contract and you've got some send picks it. to throw in, you can send it to Oklahoma <laughs> and they'll eat that up. But, uh, you know, I I think it's going to be very difficult to, to bring him back because you're to have that kind of performance out of, the second biggest contract on your team the guy who should be the second best player on the team mm. it's just not you know it's it's just not good enough which is which is really kind of sad like i, I like i'm looking at this philly team i'm like this is getting broken up i just don't know how mm. and what the timing is going to look like
0: yeah no look you're right and i think you know, they tried. They tried for a few years. They changed coaches. They brought in Daryl Morey as GM. And, of course, he made really good moves at the start of the year, bringing in Seth Curry and Danny Green and shipping out Holford and Richardson. Three-point shooters. I think it made sense. And we thought, you know what, it's enough to sort of hide Ben. But, mate, you can't – and especially when you see when he does have good games. Like, I think in game three, he had uh, 11 points in the third quarter, just playing bully ball in the post. I mean, you're 6'11". Even if it's a power forward against you, you can, you can post them up. And he's got a good soft touch around the rim. Uh, he makes those and off his wrong hand as well. Doesn't always shoot with his, um, you know, shooting shooting hand. But mate, he wasn't even trying. Like if, mm. if you saw their offense yesterday, and anyone who watched the game, the, the static nature of it, where he brings the ball up, he passes it to Curry, who then does a, a pick and roll option with Embiid, and that was basically their offense. And the other version of it was Embiid parked on the free throw line, right? Especially in the last quarter. an entry into Embiid and then he, you know, because he's so good, a few fakes, great shooting touch. He'd mostly shoot the mid-range and then sometimes he'd back up Capella or Collins or whoever was guarding him and, and you know, get, get, go to the basket, miss some, make some. But he did play with a torn meniscus and, you know, so I put nothing on him. If it does get torn up, obviously they still have the centerpiece of it all. And I think Embiid is not that hard to play with either. Like he's not one of those superstars that's selfish in that sense, but he does need genuine support. And unfortunately for Ben, you know, shooting 15 or 45 Eric from the free throw line in a series, is just 33%. That's that's not even Shack territory, man. Mm. That's just really, really bad. And, you know, all of these excuses now for years, we like, okay, he's never going to shoot a three. That's fine. Get a mid range. Like, just work on your game. You've paid $169 million, you know, for the life of your contract. You're a number one pick. You've got, you know, nat- you know, natural skill for days. That's just unacceptable, man. 33% from the line. I don't think, I don't think you know, you could justify in any way for a superstar of that caliber. And unfortunately, you know, even Doc Rivers said he, that, you know, he was asked the question, is Ben the point guard of a championship team? And he said, I can't answer that question right Mm. now so that's how far his stock has fallen um like you said i don't know if they see because of his big contract too someone's going to take that money i don't know if they actually see how the first half of the season goes while they try to trade him if he actually works on himself in the summer because that's all he needs like i know we're laying into him but it's because there's not much left for him to do to actually turn it around like practice your bloody free throws and get a 15 for jump shot and it's a completely completely different game.
1: This this is it. Like he's held against the standard of great players because exactly. you look at him and you go if you had a jump shot you are MVP candidate every year like mm. without doubt. And even if he just like if he was a solid free throw shooter where you didn't have the the option to hack him and send him to the line and have him be inefficient mm. then that would completely change the way you you play him. So right right now you can take him out of the game I mean you don't even have to take him out of the game he takes himself himself. out of the game and the he's just freaked out about it happening and you know it's I think he's part of it is going to be how I get my technique right to to start hitting these free throws but the other bit I think is going to be how do I get calm enough in the moment to be able to execute properly because he's going to get Booed at the free throw line for like the near foreseeable future in in his career. So I, I think he is going to really struggle for a little while to get things back on track. If he's not back in the gym almost immediately working on all of these gaps, then you I'd have him on the trade block as soon as I possibly could because I, I don't have time to I don't have time to waste with Embiid. You know, I've probably got a window of the next kind of five years for him to be super competitive, maybe depending on how his injuries go. And and then that's closed. And then that's the end of the process. And you've got to you've, you know, you've got to, you've got to do something while you've got this guy ready to play at that level. And I think the style that Ben plays where he likes to kind of blast into the paint from the perimeter, that doesn't work when you've got a gigantic player like Embiid standing in the paint. So, you know, I, I think part of it is they just don't play well together and he's being forced out into doing, you know, he where he needs to be able to make mid-range jumpers and he needs to be able to, you know, get more comfortable doing that. And he just he just hasn't. You know, so I don't know. It's kind of like I really like this Philly team, and I think I, that one play where he didn't dunk and he passed it out, oh, I I, I, just, I was like, that's it. I just watched this team implode, mm. and there you could see everybody's energy just kind of drain. And I was like, that that's it. You you can't come back from that. Um, and considering people were talking about him being a legitimate trade for James Harden when they were trying to blow up that team at the start of the year, yes, you know that's it's a you know it's been a precipitous a day now, fall. Yeah, oh, I don't. I I haven't seen outside of catastrophic injury. I haven't seen anybody drop so hard so fast, and it was just you know and and fair play to Atlanta man they have played outside themselves all through the playoffs. They've kept being better than I thought they were. They've been probably the most consistent team in the East out of all of them, like factoring in injury and everything that's been going on. So, you know, they should, like, as much as we're saying, hey, these guys didn't execute, a large chunk of that was Atlanta found a way to play them to put all of these problems that Ben has on display and you know they should be really proud of how well they've done.
0: Yeah, look, props for actually staying in the game when your best player has has a stinker, really, by all oh. accounts, right? Like he had an absolute stinker, two of eleven from three. Like you know, you're not going to see a trace stat line like that. The bonus was, of course, ten assists, which which is great. But then he had a fair few turnovers. I think he had five or six turnovers as well. Um, so he does have high usage, so that comes with it. But to actually stay in the game, not get down on yourself. I thought Gallinari gave him a lot off the bench. Surprisingly, mate, for for Philly, I thought they'd play Korkmars a bit more. Um, he only got 18 minutes. And I thought towards the end, because he's not afraid to shoot, they might play him. And then also, mate, Tobias Harris, um, who had really his best regular season as a sixer as a success player, I know he had 20, 24 points, but um the number of misses that were like little gimmies, layoffs around the basket it was quite frustrating. I thought he could have done better. It just shows you that everything that went against them and they were still really close enough to make it. Um, look, it wasn't to be. And I think based on Embiid's comments and Doc Rivers' comments, I think Daryl Morey's head mind is already at work now as to, you know, what can he do with Ben um, and moving him on? Because even, you know, if you were to forecast, and Ben were to work on his um, shooting in the off season, you know, how much of an improvement will it be that it will take them over the line, given that Brooklyn Nets team, that's probably going to come back healthy next year. Like this was their best chance because Brooklyn is not healthy because the bucks were spent from an insane series and they actually match up all right with with, with the Bucks, Mind you, maybe Embiid's meniscus tear would have played up a bit more now that he has to go up against Giannis or Lopez and, you know, he would have been found out a bit more than, you know, just Capella running the floor up and down. But this was the best chance. And now, you know, just turning attention, you know, briefly on this, E, like I don't think the Hawks will be much of a matchup for for Milwaukee. Like, I mean, they'll make it competitive but I see the Bucks winning in 5 or 6.
1: You know... I have no faith in the Bucks. <laughs> The Usually when you've got, usually the team that goes through and wins, like they're answering all of the questions as they go through. So you might have questions around defense or around offense. And, you know, as they go through, you're like, oh, no, they're really tight. They do have all these answers here. I felt like the Bucs tried to give the Nets that game in game seven, <laughs> like the Lopez just having that massive brain oh, fart yeah. near the end. Well, I was just like, oh my God, is this really how they, how they lose it? KD's foot being on the line when I thought he hit that three and I thought that was it. Mm. And I was sitting there thinking that might be the greatest shot I've ever seen. And it ended up being a two. And then I just think they were out of gas in, in yeah, overtime. For sure. But when like you and I were texting about it, they looked really bad at the start of overtime. It's just the Nets Shut had nothing up. for them. So I'm kind of looking at them thinking, I've got more questions about you than I had before you played the Nets <laughs> because I, I expected Drew Holiday to be tighter. I I thought at the start of the playoffs that he would run a lot more than he is running. Like Giannis seems to be bringing the ball up a lot more than than I expected him to. So I, I, I don't know. I would not be surprised if they got pushed all the way by Atlanta. But on paper, it shouldn't be competitive. On, mm. on paper, they should blow these guys off the court. But um, I, I don't know. I'm feeling like they're not really running as a smooth unit. And it could be nerves. Maybe they got... Maybe they were looking at it as this is the one we need to win to win the whole championship because we think we can beat everybody else. I mean, maybe they'll settle down a little bit, but I don't, I don't know. Atlanta make me very nervous. They seem to close games out as good as anybody at the moment. Like they don't seem to to lose too many games when it's really tight in the fourth quarter. So I think they might, I think they might scare a couple people, but um that being said, I think that um, I, I'm amazed. For, like just backtracking back to the Nets and the Bucks, mm. what Katie, what Katie did oh. in like in those last games, where he almost dragged that team across the line, that it was just it, it it was phenomenal. His his 47 point game, I you know the only one I could think of in recent history that was close. Was LeBron getting fifty-one against the the Warriors before JR Smith, like kind of blew it apart at the uh, at the last minute? Because it, it it was just such a sensational game. He's like he's leading everything on offense. He's the best defender on that team as well. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to him coming back next year. He's a he's a real pleasure to watch.
0: Yeah, look, and um, and you know he was obviously tightly guarded. All game, even though PJ Tucker gives a few inches away, but when it comes to commitment, energy, being in your face the whole game, you're not going to find a more tenacious defender to go up against KD. And he was carrying the whole load. Harden was clearly hobbled um, when he came back, and then obviously, you know, losing Kyrie was a was devastating for them. But mate, he um he really carried him on his shoulders. Like I actually didn't think he had him in. He had it in him. Um to that degree, like I knew he'd be able to, you know, hit 40 points, but a 49 point triple double, like I didn't think, you know, KD would actually carry that type of load, which he did, for example, in game five and then back that up with a 40 point game and then back that up with a 49 point game as well Um, mm. in, in, in the last game, and especially considering always go back to how important, and this is why I had Milwaukee in the Atlanta series, just a bit ahead. Cause I think their role players, I mean, they're, they're meant to be their stars, but you know, Again, Middleton and Holiday, for me, are sort of a second layer below. But I can trust them, you know, in addition to Giannis doing his thing, that they can pop up. I'm not sure who I can trust on the Atlanta side beyond Trey Young. But when you look at Kevin, he got nothing from Harris. All um, uh. playoffs. And the Nets didn't. And this guy is meant to be, you know, this smooth three-point shooter. He just completely buckled, um, Eric. And and his bread and butter is meant to be the three-point shot. He's meant to give him this option. And, and the guy couldn't hit the side of a barn. Over the playoffs. And so he wasn't getting much offense um, from around the place. And he, he carried the full load. He's been amazing to watch. Everyone's saying it's um he's the best player in the league now. He sits on the throne by himself. Maybe, look, maybe he is. The problem is he's always an injury away from missing another uh-huh. half a season, unfortunately. And just shows you to the, you know, how great LeBron has been that it's taken KD, you know, all of these years to be sort of the undisputed king, king of the castle, as it were, when it came to the NBA. He was always in the conversation for many seasons, but he was never sort of this undoubted, you know, I am number one. It's taken how long has he been in the league now? Fourteen years? something like that. So. Yeah,
1: well, the, the Supersonics were still in the league yeah, when he came yeah. into the to the league. Exactly. So, so the, you know, I think he's there now, but, uh, you know, how much of that, like, I don't think LeBron looked 100% right after he injured that ankle. Like, I, I don't think at the end of the season he was 100% right. No. Like, his bounce didn't quite look the same. So I'm waiting to see what he looks like next year. But the the ability that Kevin has to step on it Mm. and then all of a sudden he just like turns the game on it on its head like it's it's kind of weird it's not like he's going hard all the time it's like there's a five minute passage of play and he scores 17 points or something in it and you look at it's like you blink and go hey hang on when did they when did they go ahead by 12 and you know it's it's astonishing to to watch him go he's and that he's able to do this coming back from an A, like from an Achilles mm. is is just ridiculous like mm. i think like modern modern medicine is just completely different i don't imagine he could have done that 10 years ago the i think yeah. you know it's it's just been incredible to watch he looks as good as he's ever looked but we'll we'll see next year will be interesting if those three come back next year you're like oof, I don't I I don't know what you do with it but I also don't know what the role players look like for next year Mm. um I don't know how many people are kind of locked into long-term contracts so they might you know they might not be able to keep all three if they want a decent bench but you know i guess we'll have to wait and see maybe they don't care maybe they just think these guys will these guys will help us get 140 and we'll just deal with whatever the hell the the opposition kind of throw at
0: us (laughs) i mean that's the thing and and you know they got they got hammered on the offensive rebounds um against the Bucs. so the, the the bucks i think had something like 24 second chance points as a result of that um you know if you look at the their team i think harris is contracted until. 2023-24 season I think surprisingly Blake's became a much more important player than anyone thought he would be for Uh, them when they brought him in especially when you consider everyone everyone was thinking that they're getting the Blake that was the Detroit Blake which is the sort of uninterested not working on my body don't really care if I'm healthy or not um Blake Griffin but they they got someone who was actually quite key to to their runs and some of the support he gave KD when when the guys were injured around him, um, but yeah, look, you're right. Who knows how that team's going to look like? But I think on evidence, Eric, I'm not sure it matters if those three are healthy. And and I, you know, based on what I've seen, and to be honest, I didn't think they could do it because their defense was shocking as a collective. I didn't think they'd be able to to win, but they were winning and winning comfortably and with style. And you know, Harden, you know, bought into being this great point guard who wasn't just shooting all the time Kyrie was happy playing off the ball and then each one of the three can just take over a game at any moment as needed and they're three of the if not the three best sort of one-on-one players in the whole league maybe Curry you can put you know Steph Curry up there as well they can get a bucket anytime. time and given how offensive the game is now for me as long as it's sort of a, a decent You know, bench around them if they're healthy, mate. I'm not sure who stops them.
1: Yeah, I I think that that game they blew out the Bucks. I mean the the Bucks did well to psychologically get themselves Mm, back into that series. When, but I also think if if Curry doesn't get injured, I'm like I don't think that matters. (laughs) Like I think they're I think they're going to torture you. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of when And, and there's, you know, it's. It's it, like the way they play, it's infectious. Like the those guys start get those guys start hitting their shots and they start flowing, and it's like they bring everybody along with them. So they're they're gonna be a, a scary team. I think Harden showed he was a better defender than I thought he was. And I think a large part of that is he now has KD and Kyrie to actually carry some of the offensive load so he doesn't need to be out there basically resting on defense every single play because he's got to do everything on offense so you're kind of seeing a different a different side of Harden where he is you know I was watching him defend Giannis I'm like man he's not bad and he's quite strong and he does a lot better than um, than I expected him to. So he's he's more of a two way player than than I thought he was going to be. Durant's d- defense is great. So you've got like, and if you get some like half decent defensive guys there, you know, you might do pretty good. I don't know what money Blake's going to ask for because I think he was a buyout and, yeah, you know, yeah, he, he might about. do something stupid and say, <laughs> All right, I'm going to go play for whoever's going to give me the most money, but we'll, we'll see. And he, You know, I think he was just happy to play again. I think that was the key to to all the performances you saw. There were a couple of dunks there where I just thought this is unfair (laughs) that, you know, that you play the way you played in Detroit and then you come out and you're like slamming from above the rim again. And I was like, that's, you know, but I think that's genuinely being engaged, being happy, feeling like you're playing for something. You know that, that kind of motivation is is gonna bring the best out of players.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. I think he was on 1.3 mil. I think he was the, the worst paid player.
1: It was so <laughs> stupid. The, the um, yeah, because they like there were you know that was one area of the game where I'm like the buyout market's getting a little bit ridiculous where mm. people are just getting their contract bought out and then going to play for you know they're going ring chasing. Yeah. Like it's and, and I I get it, but You know, I'm not sure it's going to be particularly great for small market teams long term.
0: No, look, you know, Bucks-Hawks now, all said and done and different ways. You know, the Bucks get there, a couple of injury breaks, and it still took them all of 53 minutes (laughs) to get it done in game seven. The Hawks get there because 6'11 point guard doesn't want to dunk the ball. He's scared he'll get fouled and put on the free throw line. On the other side of the draw now Western Conference Finals. Phoenix were without Chris Paul. Clippers are without Kawhi. And, and from the reports, they might be without him for the whole series, Eric, depending on how the knee goes. And ultimately, I think it was a Devin Booker show, 40-point triple-double, amazing efficiency. You know, I thought, you know, Phoenix without CP3, Clippers without Kawhi, it's a pretty even matchup now. Okay, we have Paul George on one end, Devin Booker on the other, and then the crews around them. And the the maturity that Phoenix showed in their first sort of Western conference you know, finals for a lot of these players, especially playing without CP three for that sort of leadership and calmness. I think it showed the sort of um, impact he's had on that team that they were able to keep their head. Cause if you look at who Paul George had around him, you know, all these veterans in Morris and Rondo and, and Beverly and, you know, people who've been there, Ty Lue, and you think, you know what, if they're ever going to beat this team, you know, without CP three now is, now's the time to do it um but ultimately phoenix prevailed i know at home and they fed off the energy but booker was absolutely amazing and i think he's for me even though he had a great sort of bubble um you know series of games last last season he's been for me sort of the best revelation out of out of the playoffs for the young crew even with with luca and how amazing he was and and donovan mitchell as well who who fell short as we know but for me, you know, Booker's just been, uh, you know, on another level. Yeah, Booker book
1: has been Booker has been great. What's crazy is that's his first triple double. Yeah, and I was like, I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I've seen him throw off like massive, massive like point stats before, but um, he he looked excellent out there today. They looked calm. I, I think. Getting the Lakers in the first round and beating LeBron, I I, f- I really think that made them feel like they belong. So I th- and I think that they they're not they don't play nervous. And when when I was looking at okay, neither of these teams have their kind of superstar how are they going to how they going to do and my, my gut was saying I think Phoenix is going to be the one that does better because pulling Chris Paul out of there you're essentially getting that bubble team like they've all kind of played together before but if you go and have a look at the Clippers and you pull Kawhi out of that that's a kind of different beast to everything that they've done previously and to get like to get out of the last round you know, man had to basically blow up and have a ridiculous kind of game. Like Marcus Morris had a game where he got like 25. You Like you had these bench players and role players who are essentially scoring like all-time playoff highs uh, to get you just past these teams. They're not blowing these teams. They didn't blow Utah out. So you look at it and you just think, I don't know if those role players are going to turn up like that every single game. I think Paul George has played fan, like he's been fantastic since Kawhi's gone out, but I don't know if those those other guys are going to be able to have somebody step up and give them that, you know, that second player level of output every single time. It's I I just think that'll break down on average over a seven game series so i feel like if neither of them get their superstar back the phoenix is is going to be the team that prevails
0: yep and and you know by all accounts it doesn't look like Kawhi is coming back i think there's fear of an acl but then there's a report he needs to undergo more imaging um, once the swelling goes down so the fact that there is swelling makes me really concerned as well for for so by all accounts eric i think it if Paul George is going to be playoff P and not not pandemic P, then this is the time. But but I agree. I think I think Phoenix uh, sort of playing really good basketball, and I also like um Booker's shot selection. Eric, like he's he's finding his spots really well, and you can tell he's picked up a couple from from CP3. You know how um Chris Paul loves sort of dribbling to his mid range location, and then. Popping up and taking that shot, and and today I saw Devin Booker do that a few times actually in the game. Just sort of adding that to his game, he's you know great. On, on the three point line shoots well, dribble penetration, follows up with the baskets, but then sort of adding that dimension. I don't think he usually rebounds um that well, and normally he's sort of a high usage guy uh, himself trying to find his shots. But actually, you know, sharing the love a bit um, with CP three out, um, it's just been fantastic. So, you know, really happy for him. You know, being a Laker fan, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort
1: of, uh, you know, barracking for the Clippers to crash and burn anyway. Um. <laughs> the, the test that they do to see if you blow on a ligament out, the physical test, mm. is really, really accurate because the, the way they actually test it, is. If it if there's no response, the only kind of thing that can be stopping that really is that you've you've torn something. So I, I don't think we're seeing him. Mm. I don't think we're seeing Kawhi again. Um, I think they're, you know, I mean why they're, you know, where they are with their testing and why they've been quiet about it, I'm not sure. But I I don't think we're gonna see him um I'm hoping that CP3 comes back as soon as possible. I, I love watching him play. Like, it's, I, I love watching him put the whole game on a string. And, and I think that if the Bucks get through on the other side, I think that matchup, and if Phoenix get through on this side, I think they're going to need him. So, the, um, I, I want him to, to get back, I want him to be healthy, and I, I want him to win a chip. Like, he's, you know, he's one of the best guys of this, like that generation of players. Um, I'd like him to. I'd like him to get through and have at least one.
0: That would be awesome. I think. Um, you know, I think we. You know, we both. You know, share the same sentiments about CP3 and what an amazing player he is, and just. You know, he's he's sort of um, you know like that. He's undersized. And he's a smaller guy. He's not going to jump very high. He's not very quick. But he's a basketballer first, I think, and a and, a, and an athlete second, and those players are rare these days, usually now, you know, given given the size of basketball players, a lot of them are athletes first and and basketball is second, sort of, you, you learn that as you grow. But look, it'll be great to have him, um, but I think, to be honest, just because of how things are matching up, you know, it might be, might be Milwaukee's season when it's all said and done. I don't know, now that you've seen, now the two matchups are set, who do you have making it to the championship?
1: Um, I... I think it's gonna end up being Bucks versus the Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that's the way it'll end up landing. I I don't think the Clippers are gonna have enough to to do it without Kawhi because Booker's just Booker's just playing incredible basketball at the moment. Ayrton's turning into the player everybody thought he could be when when they drafted him so i just i just don't think they're going to have the weapons or the consistency to get over the line against the the suns um and i'm hoping that the bucks team i was expecting to see turn up and and play against the hawks i think the last series it was just weird they were terrible and then they were kind of they were kind of okay. They were winning, but they were still kind of terrible. And then the only really good basketball I think I saw the Bucks play was probably like the last 10 minutes of regulation in game seven. That was where everybody like Drew looked great on defense. Middleton was hitting his shots, like Giannis was looking solid. That was the only time I looked at him going, Oh, yeah, there they are. That's that's a that's a full-on championship level team. But just, they just—they were just kind of all over the place. So, but maybe that's just the matchup with the nets and the nerves and and everything. I think so, so, I, I think the—I'm keen to see what game one looks like. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that getting out of that last series will settle their settle their nerves a little bit and get them focused back on what needs to happen.
0: Yeah, look, I think the Hawks are a bit of a drop off from the Nets in terms of the uh, offensive power and attack that they're going to have to face. Uh, you know, Trey will probably get his absolutely, but I think the rest, given Milwaukee's great defense, they can they can hold that Hawks team pretty well. I've got the Bucks in six. I've got the Suns in six, and then I've I've got the Bucks. Um, if CP three comes back, I've got the Bucks in seven to win the whole thing. What an action packed day, Eric. Um, um and very disappointing. I think, you know, I'm very disappointed for Philly, but look, it is what it is. And now looking forward to a strong conference finals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for your time, mate. No worries. Anytime.
0: Thanks everyone for listening in. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. My own friends, sports Podcast. We'll catch you soon.